This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Welcome to it. It is eight minutes after one o'clock. This is Power Lunch on Power 98.7. So I stumbled up, up, across a piece of content and the content creator started out with a comment that was left for her on another piece of her TikTok content. And it said, it is safer to have two or three baby daddies because just now one of them can't help and support the children. Then you've got at least two who can. So I did a deep dive into, uh, you know, the content around having several children with several different mothers or several different fathers and what some of the challenges are and complications are and even potential wonderful gifts that kind of setup can give you that we often overlook. It's a complex journey, the co-parenting one, first and foremost. But in this conversation, we'll explore the multifaceted aspects of nurturing a love and unity across diverse parental relationships, caregivers all navigating this unique family structure. So I gave the example just before we went to the news of here you are, you've got two children with, you know, two different people and each of the moms has a very different idea about what they'd like their sons to be and to do. So on the one side, it's all arts and, you know, creative pursuits, and that's what she wants you to to do. And on the other hand, you know, it's all sports and things that are very physical, and that's what they want you to do. But you, as the dad, are looking at your two sons and you're thinking, but I want my boys to do the same things, to be involved in similar pursuits. How do you make those decisions? How do you have equality? How do you have equity when there are two different moms and you're the central dad to the two of them? Or as the example I gave earlier, if you are the mom and you have two children with two different fathers, let's talk about it. Um, And I'd like us to have this conversation, yes, rooted in respect and dignity, but, you know, I also know that there's some of these moments where it's very hard in the beginning and then it becomes a little bit less challenging as time goes on. So we can have some levity in the conversation. And I invite from across the board, if you're a mom, if you're a stepmom, if you're a stepdad, if you're the father, whatever it is, I'd love to talk to you on 0861987000. The brave souls who are here to tell us their stories and to give us some lived experience on the line with us. We have Amanda Langisa, who is a mom to a 15-year-old girl and a three-year-old girl as well. And we know her as the millennial. Mom, Amanda, it's good to talk to you. Hi, Papi. Thank you for having me. Fantastic to be with you. And we have Debo Khomashiani, who's in studio with us. He's a dad, uh, and he's got a two-year-old little girl and a five-year-old little boy. Debo, welcome. Thank you so much, Papi. All right, so where do we begin? I mean, perhaps we start by drawing the structure of what each of you is involved in, Amanda. So let's talk about uh, your 
co-parenting structure and then maybe a little bit about the journey to how you got there today. Okay, so there's not really much co-parenting structure on my end. Mm. With my eldest, her father's never been involved, but his family is. And with my youngest, um, we've had co-parenting struggles, but uh, I don't know if I can say it's getting better, but we do co-parent. Okay. Okay, so the family is involved, and I think that that's also very important to talk about because, yes, we talk about mum and we talk about dad, but the families are instrumental, particularly in our uh, African context. Same question to you, Debojo. Well, um, Bobby, funny enough, mine is the other way around. Okay. So um, whereby I stay with my son, the five-year-old. Um, he stays with me permanently, but uh, his side of the family in terms of the mother's side is not available, isn't they're not there altogether. But mom is not also. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. She's disappeared like some of my friends. But that's besides the point. Whereby <laughs> with the mother's with the mother's side, with my daughter's side, look, um, I'm close. We, me and her mom, we get along quite well. You know, it's that thing of I'm allowed to visit my daughter. I'm allowed to see her and the likes of such. You know, we keep up. We have um, proper co-parenting and responsibilities that we both share. So that's the best part about it all. I think because I'm so close with both my kids. I still have that luxury of having both of them around yeah. as and when I would like to have it, yeah. So a very unfair thing that happens to the parent who stays is that a lot of the responsibility of explaining the situation is on your shoulders. So how have you dealt with that in light of what we're talking about in this conversation and created the image or answered questions about who, in your case, Debojo, who mom is, where mom is, and why yeah. this is the way it is. Sure. Um, <laughs> you know what, you say that, and you actually get asked that quite often as mm. of late. He started grade R quite recently, so you get to see parents bring their kids to school. You know, it's I see my friend's mom brings him to school. I see my dad. So for him, for me to take him to, to, to class... It's an A, yeah. you know, and then every other afternoon you'd ask me, where's mommy? Why doesn't mommy want me to be around and the likes of such? So luckily enough, um, I've been blessed to have a significant other right now whom he actually idolizes as a Amazing. mom. So it's that thing of that question comes along, but he would then ask me, he's like, okay, I know auntie so-and-so isn't my mommy, but why doesn't my mommy want me around? So I have to always come back mm. with a, with a, with a quick answer to say, you know what, ah, Baba, it's not that deep. I'll be your mommy and the daddy at the same time when we're at home. But deep down inside, I know he just shrugs away and he's like, okay, but where's my mommy? Mm. I'm like, but your mommy's always around. So I always have to try and find a way to navigate around it. So mm. it's not so easy. It's not as easy. But with a two-year-old, look, it's easier because we get to see each other every now and again. Yes. I, I, try my, I try to keep as, 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 as prolific as possible in mm. her life. You know, a video call, a, a picture and the likes of such when mm. we get to see each other. So she still gets to have that mommy and daddy kind of figure. But mm. with the five-year-old, look, it's, it's difficult. Literally just this morning, he asked me, he's like, um, so now tomorrow um, we're going to be dressing up at school and what next? Mm. Can my mommy also dress up just like me? And I'm like, yes, but is she going to come home? And I'm like, but you're going to see in the morning. So don't worry. So it's that thing of now I'm, I'm giving a responsibility of your mother to somebody that isn't the mother to the child, but she never gets it. So, so when well. you're saying your mommy will, you're talking about your partner. I'm talking about you're my partner. talking about yeah. his biological mom. True, because a yeah. couple of years ago when the biological mom tried to come through and, you know, and made himself, made herself present, yeah. he straight out said, no, I don't want to go with her anymore because she doesn't want to be with me. Uh, and this is coming from a child that's only three years old. So you can imagine the emotional intelligence sure. of kids this day and age. You mm. might think that our kids are smart because they have a tablet in their hand. That's not the case. They These kids know. are on another level, yeah, you know? know. So yeah, that's how I just get to navigate around it. Every now and again, you know, you just have to 
you fill the void with you know keeping him busy trying to avoid those questions and the likes of such but those questions do come through yeah. and you need to have a quick and a quick and fast answer to say okay no Baba, this is what the story is, yeah. you know. Um, it's not that way. It's not that deep. And it's know. not about you. It's not about you. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's not your fault. Just let's keep it moving. Yeah. It's me and you. You know, at, um, Auntie So is also here. Think of her as your mom and, and, and go to that. I mean, they've gone as far as actually calling each other. I love you now. It's that thing of they can take the phone and talk for hours on end. And it doesn't even bother me. With so, your partner. With my partner, yeah. Yes, they do yes. it. And it's natural. It's something, look, it's flawless. So I'd have to sometimes steal the phone just to remind him, hey, Baba, you know, she's also my partner. But we never get it so well. <laughs> so for lack of better words, But humana. that is wonderful. Yeah. That, is, yeah. that is a wonderful story. Yeah. I wonder if you share a similar story, Amanda. I mean, how do you... How do you explain in those moments when you asked, where's daddy or what's going on with dad? Sure. So with my 15-year-old, luckily my father has been amazing since day one. But the older she got, then the questions started coming. Mm. First, you know, you answer according to what they will understand. I'm like, oh, he's not around. Oh, he's just have always have excuses. Mm. But the older she got, then she's, you know, I think around 12, 13, then she wanted to know the truth. Mm. And last year, which was the 14, turning 15, then we sat down and I told her the truth that I last saw or spoke to him when I was pregnant. But then it doesn't mean that she's not wanted. Just having to reassure her that I chose you, you know, I wanted you to be here. And because his mother and brother are available around, it's also easier to be like, it's not that everyone deserted you. It's just him. It's not a you problem. Look, your grandmother is around. Your uncle is around. Everybody loves you. You are wanted. That's very, very difficult conversations to have. But um, unlike the whole for me, it is my father who has played that huge, huge father figure role in her life. That makes a huge difference. That makes a huge difference. And I, I, I'm so grateful on your behalf that that exists because I think that that's a really beautiful thing. So those conversations um, about then, you know, things that you want to plan for your children or do for your children, how do you, how do you have those conversations and manage those conversations in the relationships where you have a co-parenting situation? Deborah? Uh, I think for me, for me and her, it's that thing of it's. It, I think it's simple. She's a teacher on her side, so she understands what it means, you know, to have both parents around for a child's upbringing. So for her, she always try to to, to do her utmost bit to keep me updated as mm. to what she's doing. She's got swimming. She's got this. I get a video every now and again. Um, so it's for, for that, that line of communication isn't bled. Good. However, but it's it's it stops there. It stops and ends at the child. You know, so if we have to talk, we talk about the child, what she needs, what, what, how she's doing, and the likes of such. We don't go beyond that conversation. Okay, so you don't reminisce about mm, the relationship. Nah. You don't box about the relationship. It's about the child. Solely that. How did you get there? Uh, yo, Komuhulu. I think that's where we start. We start with maturity on one side. You know, you also go back to. You see, you start to look at the relationship from where it was going. Yeah. And you see what okay reason why we couldn't get to that point is because we never really had anything in common mm. per se it's 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 an, it's it's another fortunate i mean things look beautiful in the beginning look it's it's but once it starts to rain you start to realize that okay this person isn't really for the rain they're not ready to go through the rain Shady and i was foundation. you know and not to say i'm perfect don't get me wrong you know and you know i had my flaws she had her flaws but it realized you know the this this foundation isn't really gonna stand yeah and it was one of those things okay we had a child in between but one thing we were quite good at is that we used to communicate Okay. So we still had that communication. 
but that communication now it's 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 purely and only about the child nothing else yeah you know so i mean it's because that's what that essentially is what your relationship is about now. you know it's that and yeah. nothing more it's not that thing or oh, today i had a bad day it doesn't get there. it's just one of those okay i wonder know how baba is doing i wonder how miss a is doing is she fine at school you know can i get a couple of can i video call and the likes and such and we talk and we engage and that's it only basically on the child but nothing more than that so as you knew the two-year-old who yes. you're co-parenting with the mom quite successfully i know yes. it's not always easy but mm. quite successfully mm. um She's met your current partner. No, they have not. Aha. They okay. They have not. So it's it's is man. Okay. So we 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 essentially are working. This is what we're here for. <laughs> this is what we're here for. So we're working towards that. Look, it's been a year and a half, you know, and a couple of weeks with and, your current partner. With my current partner, yeah. you know, and everything is fantastic, and she loves. I mean, she would even ask me how how how, how the baba is actually mm. doing. Mm. So she's quite excited on that journey. So she's willing to go that far. She's just waiting. You know, she's like. If anything, look, we're together right now. Till there's a ring on my finger and everything is sorted, I will then wait for you to actually introduce me to um to to, to the to the barber. What's your standpoint? I'm for it, but I want it sooner than later. I think sooner I would sooner rather than, than later. later because you know tomorrow's never promised, and and I don't. At the same time, I also come back and say, you know, what, I don't want to pressure into putting into an awkward position whereby tomorrow she's going to be like, okay, now I'm staying because I know Baba and Baba. Okay. Not because she wants to stay here. You know, like that thing that don't give a wife, uh, don't give a girlfriend wife responsibilities if you're not going to make her wife. Mm. That's what I always go back to. So me and I have that great response, understanding towards each other that, you know what, we will go to, 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 if I can call her Miss A's mom, and then we'll sit down and say, you know what, this is the current situation. Um, I am going to be stepping into this situation. It's no longer going to be between the both of you now, but it's going to be between us and you. For Baba. It's the sound of alarms. <laughs> Is it really going to be between you as a couple and Baba? We're going to hold okay. on to that for just a little while. Uh, Amanda, uh, in, in a similar vein, I mean, when new partners enter the foray, how careful are you with introducing a new partner to your children? Sure. I've, uh, I've never introduced any partner to my children. You haven't? Never. Mm. Um, because what they were saying that um, it's just the marriage and until then there's a ring and then there's marriage, then you can. I've noticed with my friends, with other people who I've seen introduce partners, kids get really, really attached. And my worry is that should you decide then, should this not work out, should you decide to leave, then what do I now? I'm left to mend my own broken heart plus Mm. my children. So Mm. my kids, we stay away from meeting partners. They will know that mommy has a a, a friend, but that's as far as we, we go. Okay, so that you have been dating. It's not like you haven't at least gone on some dates. No, no, I have been dating. Okay. <laughs> and so the conversation with them is, is, is what? And how do you juggle the time? Time is very, very difficult. Mm. Luckily, I work remotely. So um, I usually, my dates are during the day. Work will be work dates because I live alone with the kids. I don't have help. Mm. Um, all, all times then when my sister is available, then my sister will come and help out. Mm. But the conversations, I never really tell them that, oh, I'm going to whatever, whatever. But especially my elder, because she's at an age where she understands. Absolutely. She, will, she, knows, she knows that, okay, mommy's dating and mommy's going to go see her friends now and she'll be back. Yeah, yeah. It's always interesting that... Explain that to me. I mean, you've got a five-year-old. You were then um, parenting alone for a bit. Yeah, for a good close to, what, I'd say maybe I've had him with me since he was two years old. Yeah. So he's turning six this year, so close to four years. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And the question that moms are always asked, how do you do it all? How do you ah. juggle it all? <laughs> you know what? And I get that quite a lot, right? Yeah. But it's, it takes every day as it comes. You yeah. know? I think for me, it's that thing of, when I see him as my roomie, I think he treats me like his roomie. I mean, he doesn't call me dad. He calls me Uncle T. But, <laughs> when, he, but with, when he's with his friends, he will call me, okay, that's my daddy. But when he's with me, I'm Uncle T and he's, and he's Zizo. So we have that relationship whereby it's fun. When yeah. we're at home, you know, I, we don't see bad days. I, don't, I try my best not for him to see bad days. So what do I, you mean? Yo, Bobby, I think just like everybody else, look, we can always blame the economy. We can go to this other, or I can have stress, work stress and the likes of such. I always do my best to actually block that off. Okay. If you were to meet him right now, you wouldn't tell that this kid knows what it means to frown. He always has a cheerful smile on his face because that's what I want to give to him. That's what I'm teaching him, that, that no matter what you're going through, don't forget to eat and don't forget to smile, most wow. importantly. Yeah. So especially because he's a boy child, I look at us boys. I mean, Owen, you, you, you tell me if I'm wrong. We grew up in a, in, a, in a generation whereby it was not okay to show your emotions. Mm. But with him, I let him. I'm like, Baba, if you want to smile, if you want to be happy, if you want to cry, sure, by all means, go at it. Come to me, give me a hug, give me a kiss before you go to school. Mm. And he doesn't find it weird. Mm. He finds it okay. No, that's the norm at home. We give a fist pump, I get a kiss on the face, and then he goes off. Yeah. So it's, it's that. It's just teaching him to, to just be himself, to be somebody that I never grew up with the opportunity to be, you know, to be okay. And he's the only child at home, so you know what I mean? I need to... Be a dad, I need to be a mom, I need to be his friend, I need to be his age. You know, it's hard for a five-year-old to be 33, but it's, yeah, it's easier for me to be five years old. Absolutely. So then the fun is there. That's yeah. where the fun is. So, so I don't try to show him the worst of the worst. I just show him, you know, the best that I possibly can yeah. each and every day. Um, and then they have a relationship. Miss A and little Mr. Z. They, 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 they. From they, A to Z. From A to Z, yeah. <laughs> so they, they have, he can recognize it from a, two, from a two-cent coin. It could be a blurred picture. She'll tell you. This is Miss A. And I'll be like, are you sure, Baba? He's like, yes, you can see the nose. Is your nose daddy? Okay. And that's it. Okay. So they know each other pretty well. They can see each other. They recognize each other. That's yeah. great. Yeah. And I, I always wonder, uh, and Amanda, I'll bring you in as well, getting a new sibling in Age. this context. I mean, I think maybe it's a little bit different, Amanda, that your girls are both with you. And I think when you're the mom, they come from you. So there's a siblingness there that's that's. I don't know if it's closer or different or what the perception is than if mm. you know, I don't know. So introducing or bringing the, the concept that there's a sibling on the way, Amanda, what was that like? It was hard because um, it was even hard for me because I always thought I was just going to have one child. Sure. You know? and, and because of this, you know, society tells us, oh, why do you want to have children by different men? But I always knew I'm never going to go back to the same man I had my firstborn with. But I always, I, I internalized that and I carried that. So when that I felt pregnant the second time, I just, it was a conversation I had to have with myself. Then mm. with my sister, you're about to have a little sibling. She was excited at first. Mm. And at that time, she was about 12 when I was pregnant. So she didn't understand the concept of, oh, she's not gonna, we're not going to have the same dad or it's not going to be the same or anything like that. Only when my child was born and her father was in the picture, then it became a bit um, a bit weird and awkward for my eldest because where's my dad? Because yeah. my dad and he's here and I, I see him too, but where's my dad? And that's when the honest conversation then started with her. And what was that honest conversation with regards to, to oh. where dad is or what? Yeah, it was in regards to where he is and why he's not around, actually. Mm. It, was, it was such a difficult conversation to have because 
it was a matter of the last time I spoke to him was when I told him I was pregnant and he said, if I don't have an abortion, he's not going to be in my life. Mm. And I didn't have an abortion. So having that conversation, it was so difficult to see my child listen to that because there's no way a baby's not going to internalize that in a way that I'm not wanted. So the conversation had a lot of, yes, he wanted this, but me, I wanted you. You are mm. here, we wanted you. So it was a very difficult conversation to have. And honestly, she hasn't been the same since we had that conversation. Oh, and I really? You no, know, she's changed a little bit. And I don't know if maybe she had issues with believing what I said. So she went to her paternal grandmother and asked for his number to confront him. She did. And he told her the same thing that he had told me um, when I was pregnant, which broke her even more. So He told he, her? He told her that he said he sent her a message saying that he doesn't want to be a father because he's busy parenting. He's got two other children by two other women because he's busy parenting his boys. Oh, so it was mama. very very time. Um, worse because then there is another father figure in the room that is a father to her sister. She already felt as if oh I'm not wanted. Yeah. And little baby who's everyone is gushing over and in her head they not if people are not gushing over this baby because she's a baby they're mm. gushing over she's got something that i don't which is a father oh my love mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. so painful yeah sure what do you you know we we talk about men must call out men and men you mm. know but Deborah, when you hear a story like that what do you think because you know those kind of stuff it, it gives us dads i mean i've met a couple of dads in the similar situation mm-hmm. where i'm in mm-hmm. where the mom has just gone out of all, all like completely out of the photo and they're there so to hear those kind of stuff come up i ask myself i'm like it just goes back to the conversation that i had back to with you earlier is mm-hmm. that um you know how do you get to a point whereby you just decide you know i'm cutting my child off mm-hmm. you know be it as a mom or a dad it doesn't make it right either or you know it's just like what goes on through through your mind and then you look at a person's upbringing where they were taught, okay, maybe it's okay to just let go. If things if you don't want things or things don't work out, just let it go and let it disappear altogether. Mm. So when I hear conversations like this, it actually makes me mad because I said to myself, I look at my baba every day. I look at, I look at Z every day and I'm like, I look at him and I'm like, you know how happy, I, how, how content I am, you know? And I still have my daughter with her mom and I still look at her pictures and I look at her and I'm like, you know what? I'm happy about this. I'm, I'm asking myself, can, why can't guys just realize that it's okay if mm. you've got two three other kids with two three other women be okay you know what i mean you'll have a bigger family at the end of the day you have more people to love and and will accept you because us as guys we sit there in a corner one day and then we wonder who will love me but if you look at the grand scheme of things you got three or you got five you got seven no matter the number seven eh? Ah, bon. <laughs> some people go big eh? <laughs> i i i want us to touch on that is it possible to give enough time love resources to three four five different children all living in different homes with their moms i'm curious about that um and and what you make of somebody who says listen i'm very involved and very focused on raising my two boys i don't have what it takes to raise another child so let's touch on that when we come back from our power headlines amanda stay on the line with us the millennial mom uh who has also come into studio to share his co-parenting journey or or this journey of i mean what do we even call it blended families parenting guardianing raising the future essentially um so let's talk a little bit about that and Lamolo, i see your tweet and i see the calls that are coming through as well on zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. it's one thirty. 
Learn something new and connect with like-minded contributors in health, wealth, and relationships. This is Power Lunch with Bobby Malloy on Power 98.7. Sure. We're having this conversation around parenting children as um, a parent who has children with multiple partners. Um, And so if you're the mom and you've got two children, three children with three different dads, how do you navigate all of those dynamics? And of course, if you're a father and you have children with two or three different um, uh, mothers to those fathers, to those children. How do you manage those dynamics? Um, in studio, I've got Debojo, who's got a two-year-old little girl and a five-year-old little boy. And Amanda is on the line with us. Amanda is mom to a 15-year-old and a three-year-old. And so before the break, I was asking, how possible is it to have several children I think as a dad, if you if you are a father and then you know like after three, how do you spread your resources? And I'm not just talking financially, love, time, attention. Like how many soccer games, how many games of snakes and ladders? Like how are you doing it? Um, and I know that's not that's not your experience. You've got your two children. One even lives with you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I just wonder about that. Mm. I think for my side, um, look, I think because my daughter's still so small, um, um, her mother wants her to dabble in a little bit of everything. There's swimming, there's dancing and the likes of such. And I always keep telling her, you know what? Whatever she whatever she, she gets into, yeah. know that I'm there. You'll support you it. Know, I'll support her. I come from a very strong background of athletics and I know that my kids are gonna be pretty athletic. So I always keep telling her whatever if she has the recital that I need to go to, look, they can miss me plan. at work. They'll yeah. miss me at work for that odd while, but I'll make a plan. Yeah. Whereby with the boy child it's I it's it's there. He's there with me and he understands that you're not if I'm on the phone with Miss A then she's okay. He's okay with it. You chill then you'll be like sitting next to me on the phone and like, I also want to see. Of course. And then greet and the likes yeah. and such and the conversation grows from there. So I, I, I think I'm fortunate enough not to be able to 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 share them, but I give them the same kind of love. I think, well, here's Deboko, um, uh, a, a namesake from Pretoria. <laughs> um, and, and you want to tell us about your granddad. Deboko, welcome. Yeah, hello, baby. How are you I'm today? I'm great, I'm great. Look, uh, uh, let me give you a story about my father. We yes. were 22 all in all. And uh, in his uh, in, in the marriage, he has only two, which was my stepmom and the two kids that uh, she had with my father. Believe what? My father will gather every every child of his and will all come together and will, he will continue to take care of every child he has. And he was not autocratic, but I realized later in life that he loved his children to the court to an extent to tell us on our face that you guys come first. You are important. So I understood later that that many love his children, but it's unfortunate to hear the first story of, of your girls that the father of the firstborn doesn't love himself to an extent that he cannot acknowledge his own son. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it. I'm shocked, uh, uh, Bobby. That the, the, uh, the, uh, another girl that you are having, the gentleman, uh, uh, my brother, keep it up. Love your children more than anything. Even the woman you are staying with must know that your blood comes first. Mm-hmm. Nothing must separate with your children. Keep it up, man. You are representing.
treating us very well. Uh, thank you, Khrutman. Listen, Khrutman. this is a nice story about 22 children, but let's talk yes. practically. I mean, you're young, you didn't get to really see, but do you feel like they all had a relationship with Papa? They all yes. were connected you, to you, him? You, you, you can't believe, my but my father was able, he was a hard work. Mm. He was able to take us out to McDonald's spare and buy clothes for everybody and give money. He was giving money. That's how he was. And he, he, he was able to make time to, to visit every Everyone, especially when uh, uh, school, uh, school closes in school holidays, sure. believe me, he'll send money. Everybody must come. Samuel, he will go himself to go and search them so that he can spend time with with all of us. And he wasn't asking anybody. He'll just keep phone voos. That's that's mm. how my father was. So all men must be like my father. Love yourself to an extent. You protect your child from from your heart, and you love to an extent that if you have to part ways with your girlfriend, your wife, but stand with your children. That, those are your plans. Yeah, you never break up with your children. You can break up with your partner. partner it's, no yeah, thanks, but you never break up with your children. One hundred percent. Thanks, Tebuko. That is very very interesting to me. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose if your if your pocket is long, as they say in in you know colloquial speak, then maybe you can do that. Uh, I still have a little bit of a question mark around that. Okay, so I want to go back to some of the stigma and sometimes judgment that comes with having a child or children with different people, right? Um, immediately, people say, you know, you should choose better. You should, choo- you should have chosen someone who wouldn't leave. You should have chosen better. That's a, that's a judgment that comes up. Um, why would you do that? There's a moral judgment then that comes up, right? For women, why did you open your legs for so many people? Or for men, why are you just dropping seeds left, right and center? These types of things happen. But there's something that you mentioned, Amanda, that, that really is an important thing, I think, to bring into the conversation. You decided even after your first, that you were never going back to the man that you were with. Tell us why that's such an important decision. And, and sometimes that's overlooked that, yes, you may have had that encounter, but actually, whatever you do going forward, you've now seen the darkness here and the wrong here. You're never going back. Yes, I have to agree with the lady that she cited when, earlier when you started that rather have four different ones than to have one because... I couldn't go back because I saw him for who he was earlier on. The mistake I made on my side was to obviously just not get to know him quick enough and rush into um, doing things that I wasn't supposed to do. But I always knew that I'm never going back to this person, no matter what society tells me, no matter what my family tells me, because people will joke and be like, oh, when I want a second child, I'll go back to my first baby daddy. Yes. I've always known that I would rather have what society calls choice assorted than to go back to a man who did who hurt me like that. That's mm. not a person, and that's not a person that I want to to have more children with. Mm. And sitting with that stigma and like, oh, I'm such an, a, a bad person or an idiot. I should have seen you can't. <laughs> yeah. First of all, and secondly, have you? Do you know why the word manipulation mm. is in the dictionary? Because it exists in real life. Um, and people do tend to build these future scapes of, you know, togetherness and this and that. And then they do whatever they do. So so that is a case. Is it similar for, for the Aoti, Deboho? Uh, in my instance, um, <laughs> no. Okay. 
Um, no one has ever said that to you. Uh, maybe not to my face. Yo. Maybe not to my face. Yeah. And I'm happy about that. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, you know what I think I have? I have Zizo to tell me that, you know, he will tell me straight up. I would maybe that's maybe that's the wrong stigma that I, many people can say. But you don't introduce your, 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 your child to, to your partners. It's still too early. Give it time and whatever. And the likes of such. But I think I open him up to that. And he will literally tell me after meeting that person once or twice. Daddy no. Ah, I see. And I'll be like, are you sure, Baba? He's like, Daddy no. Ah. And I'll be like, okay, cool dates. And then I start to see the red flags, obviously. Because then he would then then come to me and tell me the likes and such. I mean, even with Miss A's mom, I tried that. And like you said, manipulation. Um, We tried it by all means to keep together because Baba is coming and stuff like that. But every now and again, he would tell me, I I don't want to go with, I'm like, mm. why, Bob? I don't want. Mm. And that's what we say. You wouldn't finish the sentence. You just say, I don't want. Mm. And that's when a lot of things just came to perspective. And then now it's another thing. I want to, he prefers to go with her than with me. With your new partner. Yes. Yeah, I always find that really fascinating. Yeah. Let's have a look at some of these tweets. Gilebukhila says, I love this conversation. It's come at the right time for me personally with the parenting journey that I'm currently on after welcoming my second child. Good luck to you, Lebo. Um, Fonzodzaka. Fon do Fon says it's been thirteen years co-parenting, quite a hectic journey. The first seven years was hell on earth. The last seven years maturity kicked in. Ex-wife has kids. My wife has a great relationship with my children. They're twenty-four, fifteen, and thirteen, and we also have a ten-year-old. Um, and thirteen and fifteen-year-old are in therapy because mom is stuck in the past. That's that's a tough one. Mm. Hence, I started with the question around what do you tell your children? What is the story? Because I'm sure there's the sanitized version that you know young ears can manage and young hearts can manage because kids love both their parents regardless. But as time goes on, it's important to, to I don't know, make new decisions, figure out how to bring those topics to the fore. And Tlamula says, great topic. We're learning some tricks on how to treat this issue. I'm in a circle of it, having children from different mothers, but I support and I'm always there for my offspring. I would like a circle. Mm. Hmm. It is three can't be a circle. No, no. Four, maybe six, is six a circle? <laughs> so you're in Soshanguva to answer. You have a circle as well, don't you? Uh, Bobby and the guest. Mm-hmm. We are one of the people that uh, one of the men that we are coming from. My father who had more than thirty kids, and mm. then uh, I also have more than ten kids. Huh. Uh, and then I made sure that I take care of all of my children and see where I cannot force because of sometimes you find a man who will marry mother of my child say I don't need any extra men in my hands. I have to respect that. But usually what I do, I've got a firstborn of girl and a firstborn of a boy, which I make sure I give them all the love that they want. I train them how to love my kids as they are equal. And then what I did for me, I built a home where all my kids are going to be there without interfering with my wife. All my kids are going to need me, whatever they're going to need. I've, I created some business and some tavern. And then my firstborn is the one that's taking care of everything and then is going to make sure that the love that I give to is going to give all my his brothers and sisters to make sure that they get everything that they want. Mm. Just to make sure that I protect. Remember, at some point, you have to protect the feelings of your wife. 
you have to protect the rights of your wife because of this ex uh, mothers uh, or baby mamas have got some issues. So the reason why I'm taking away everything from my wife to have a stress at some point, I make sure that my firstborn will take care of everything because of I lost a mother of my children at the age, they were age of eight, and then the girl child was age of two. Today she's 13, she's 14 today, and then the, uh, the firstborn, she's, she's 20 today. And then I made sure that whatever I give to them, I tell them, I love you all equally so, irrespective of where your mother comes from, mm. because of whatever challenge that created me to be where I am today. I cannot take it back. But I make sure that the income, it does not affect my wife. Okay, so you take care of your wife and, and your partnership that you're in now. I think that that's fair. Yeah, what, what, what go, I can, do... Can, can you go back to something, Abutlu? You said something yeah. like, sometimes there'll be a man that comes to marry the mother of your child, and then that mm. man says, hey, I in my relationship or in my home. So then how do you deal with that? Because that is still your child. Remember what I do, and then remember the thinking of the men are not the same. Yes. Mostly I, I engage... Men to men say, Bafana, uh-huh. you, say you, you, you are married to, to, my, to the wife that is called the children with me. Mm. And I suggest that because I want to be part and parcel of my children, mm. don't take these children with you wherever you want to go. He might or she may remain with his grandmother so that I must not interfere with your marriage or whatever because of I might be a better life. And then when I'm going to meet my son or my children or my, my child or whatever, my daughter, the men will feel jealous, whatever. But the only way, if ever, maybe the children is going to remain with a grandmother there, so that whatever I want to see her, and then the men outside is not going to feel jealous. As long as at the end of the day, the mother is going to be safe, the father is going to be safe, the children is going to be safe. And then she is going to be very lucky. Even my stepdaughter, I always tell her that mm. we are very lucky because we've got two fathers. It's me For and sure. then your biological father. I love that so too. You, I you love need it. to appreciate yeah. that because yeah. of end of the day, I must not hurt my wife yeah. because of my blood. Okay. At some point, she's my wife. Yeah. And then I make sure that no mother of my wife is going to call me, say one, two, three, okay. four. She will, she will go to call my first boy. Got you. My, Thank you very much. Got you, got you, got you. Ooh, so many... <laughs> So many things to address there. I mean, Amanda, I don't know if you have an opinion uh, about that. Then the child must go live with the grandmother, not with the mother and the new husband, because the father says, no, whenever I want to. Does that not in some way impact the child? For sure. And I think for me, my eldest has huge abandonment issues. So whoever comes into my life, I always make it very, very clear that if you want a long-term relationship, marriage with me, I come with two children. Yeah. I do not have my kids who feel, who already feel like they were abandoned by their father. Now mommy abandons them to go raise other kids. And even worse, because mommy has the, I have the capacity to raise my children. Yes. So why would I leave them? But I've heard so much of that because this is what tradition says and this is what tradition says. I, I, my life has broken so many of traditions. This is one I'm also willing to break. Mm, mm. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, this issue, right? Mothers should not make co-parenting a competition between two dads or use them financially. This is a tweet from Bernard. 
make it a collaboration in doing what's best for the child. If the child has two dads, it's even better as the basic needs of the child will mostly be met. Deboho, your thoughts? My thoughts. Um, I, you know, that, that tweet, mm. yo, it's, it's another thing that's going on in my life whereby moms for Miss A wants to now take it to these posh schools now, wants to take it to this, wants it to do that. And yeah. I need to now, what do I need to do? I need to step up. I need to, you know, up up the stipend and the likes of such. And yeah. I feel like to a certain extent, you know what? Are the needs of the child not more important than what you're trying to show for the child to be to your peers and to your friends? Because I can tell this is more of a, she's getting pressures from outside and then to actually push her to get to that point whereby, okay, now take your child out of X place, take her to Kuro. Sorry for name dropping. Um, or take her to this other school and the likes of such. You know, it's one of those things. And I asked her the other day and I'm like, are you doing this for Baba or are you doing this just to look cool amongst your circle of friends? Sure. How was that? How, how did that conversation uh, go, brother? didn't go down so well. She was like, no, you're trying to judge my life. And I'm like, I'm not going at your life. I'm going at this is life and this is the current state mm. in mind. Are we looking at the child's interests or are we looking at the benefit of your social cultural um, needs that you have at that moment in time? I am here for Miss A and you need to understand that I'm here for Miss A and that's it. But hang on, hang on, hang on. Before mm. before we get into defensive zone <laughs> and like I'm here for this, let, mm. before we get there. Mm. If your child, you can see, you know what, my dream for my child mm. is to have them be at, you know, whatever prestigious school. Sure. Then you come to your co-parent and you say, this is what I would like to do. Are you saying, Debojo, that mom should be able to pretty much fund that herself and you'll help or have the conversation and maybe plan it in three years and four years, whatever. Your, your child is only two years old sure. or no, absolutely not. No. We can't afford that. <laughs> Forget you and your Instagram lifestyle. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. What mm. I'm saying is let's have a conversation about it. I mean, when it came to me, it was a statement. Okay. It wasn't open for conversation. Gotcha. It wasn't open up for discussion. Mm. And that's where I was like, ah, no, you must relax. Okay. You know, not in the sense that let's talk about this. I mean, like you said, she's only two years old. You know, let's open that conversation. Okay, the same way we talked about, okay, she's got swimming lessons. She's got dance lessons. Cool. I was happy for that. I was like, because we talked about it. Now you come across a statement. No, I'm thinking next year we should do this. And I'm like, okay, then are you doing, are, where, where, where are we communicating? Where does yeah. communication now become blurred? So how so does sad. that communication happen? Talk to me about that. Because, you know, there's some things that, especially as a mother, I know mm. as a mother, you can walk into a store or, you know, read an article and you're like, eh, that is what my child deserves and that is what we're going to sure. do, right? Mm -hmm. Is it... Um, <laughs> Even if you know you can do it, mm -hmm. you know, I, I just wonder what is the communication? Can you explain that thing in the in the Children's Act where you, you come to a decision together? Mm -hmm. How does that actually work? Okay, from our side, we I, we had we call it, we have like a, a a word that we use for it in ours like we call it communication because it's in Africa, sure. right? So if somebody wants to speak something of interest to both the of that of 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 Baba, for example, the child, that yeah. affects the child, you 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 send it first in the text or whatever. Then I know okay, the communicate the 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 the, the next coming question or whatever suggestion is going to be about Baba. So you say flag communicasi communicasi something big is something coming. coming brace big is yourself. Coming. Brace yourself, oh. and it could be small things like I said, small things like swimming lessons and the likes of such. But the minute that didn't come through, and then it just came through like a hey, put child in ex school, I was like. 
oh okay okay this is clearly not this is this is not coming from but i think mm. that that's really good build mm. the context mm. build it listen this is something that's important and it's important to me so exactly. also your response remember mm. that Linda Kimoto, this is important to me True. and then you put it out there amanda True. your thoughts Sure, I, I've been wanting to jump in. <laughs> Please jump in anywhere. Don't even wait for an opportunity. Just jump, Bowen. And so because I live with my kids, mm. I just feel I'm just going to make this decision on which school they go to. And with my second one, I have um, the same the problem with the ch- with the father that Odebocha has. Mm. And with us, it's different. So we were raised um, in a similar environment, um, but just different townships. And he feels as if, okay, the township made him, and I feel like the township broke me. So my children are not going to grow up here, and they're not going to go to any school except for the ones that I choose. So now mm-hmm. we differ and we bump heads when it comes to that. And the, the conclusion is usually it's fine, then I'll just pay because I want my child to go to this specific school. And yes, you believe that all schools are the same. I don't. Yeah. And because I live with a child and I'm a primary caregiver, we will go with what I want and you pay if you pay, you don't if you don't, but it ends up then everything ends up falling on me because mm. that's what I want. Yeah. Hmm. Tough one. Tough, tough one. You're in Pretoria. Hi. Hi, baby. How are you? Great. Thank you. I've got Amanda here. I've got Debucho here. Talk to us. Okay. Hi, hi everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, baby, I'm just going to try to be a little bit quick. Eh? This is the situation that I'm having. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, I don't condone anything whereby um, a guy or a parent um, try to leave the, 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 the child and not try to be present. Mm. But with my situation now, this is where the catch is. Mm. Uh, I'm in a relationship now with the lady, but now the relationship is kind of tense. So the problem now is, is that like uh, I'm, 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 I'm in, I support like my child with everything that I have. Mm. Financially, even emotionally, I'd be there for my child. But now the problem starts with the mother, mm. where the mother now, I, I'm not so sure if she fails to understand that whatever that we are having, it's not working. And now she puts the element of disrespect in our relationship. Like she, 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 she purely disrespect me by calling me with names and everything. Mm. So, and remember, my child is so young. And now it, she makes it so, so, so much difficult for me to engage with my child because of I know the kind of person that I have to face before I can get to my child. Mm-hmm. So now that whole situation, it drains me drastically to the extent that I feel like uh, I'm, not, I'm not there enough for my child. Mm-hmm. While, while at the same time, there's something at stake that I cannot get through of or I don't know how to solve it. Mm. Parents, Amanda... Amanda? Yeah, um, I, 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 I have no words. Um, mm. It's such a difficult place to be in. I, I have to admit, I used to be that kind of a mother as mm. well when I was still filled with a lot of anger, hurt, and resentment towards my child's father. I would call him out of his name, uh, mm. but it took a lot of, um, I guess, communication on both ends to just come to a conclusion where we just need to respect each other and think this is for the child. Whatever that it is that we're doing, it's for the child. Our feelings or ill feelings towards each other um, shouldn't proceed um, of what the child needs are. Mm. Brothers? Yo, uh, Tohi, my guy, you know what, dude, um, any day is a good day to have a great day. So now I think going to this, you know what, I understand most of the time you probably go in and you feel defeated and the likes of like, you know what, the world is on your shoulders, but you know what, you have a responsibility towards your child and that's the greater thing you should mm. look forward to each and every day. You know what, come, come what may, come what, come rain, come shine. 
the end of the day, we'll start, boy. You need to focus on you at this moment in time, and it's there. You know, um, you know what I mean. It's it's you, it's you right now, and you are you are, you have literally you have you have you have the ball in your court. Mm. It's either you hit it away and you run away, or you stay in and you become the man that we know you definitely are, my guy. So all I'm gonna say is, ah, it's the small waters, my guy. Small waters, small waters. There's guys out there that are facing far worse than what you're doing. So right now, keep your head above water and say, you know what, keep going at it. If you can't, it's never a bad idea to just start over. It's never a bad idea. Really. What does that mean? As in, look, like for me, I was caught the same close situation with, my, with, 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 with Zizo. I was in that space. But look at me now. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And That's sometimes it. a third party helps. True. Sometimes that helps to diffuse the situation as well. True. So so all the best to you. All right. Uh, Idu, I see you. We're going to find out what's happening in the headlines and then we'll wrap up our conversation uh, before we get into our who's for lunch. Quite spectacular after this. Your two o'clock power news. Weekdays, 12 to 3 p.m. This is Power Lunch on Power 98.7. It's Power Lunch on Power 98.7. I know the 2 o'clock gang are waiting to hear who's for lunch. And I have told you, it is the legends of Kwaito themselves, Jakarumba and Speaky. they in studio in just a bit. But first, let's wrap up our conversation uh, around raising children in complex scenarios or non-traditional scenarios. We've been trying to figure out the, the best way to put it. But essentially, if you are a parent and uh, you have children with two different people, so whether you are the father and you have two different mothers, uh, to, to two different children all the, uh, the the opposite way around and some of the issues that have been dealt with. Amanda, the millennial mom, has uh, told us some of her story and Debojo has told us some of his story as well. Let's take um, this voice note on 0861987000. I beg your pardon, the voice note on 0833037093. Bobby, Manja here from Marshall. Hey. I've got a friend of mine who's, who's, uh, who bought a house for the child. Right, but the the baby mama now wajola eno jola mungu ovanzangwa na mejolo e yenalin bizikazon. So what 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 troubled my 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 friend was that, hey man, I'm paying for this thing for my kid, yes, but obviously she needs the guardian mother being the mother. But now uh, he's torn between i no i'd rather go take my kid but uh, there's a back and forth obviously that would happen my question is to the guest that you have there uh, uh, what type of solution could be proposed because yeah it is problematic yes i bought the house it's for my kid but we're not busy i'm a jolo lady party in in type of vibe amanda your thoughts um a question more than anything, just because someone is a mother, is that they're not supposed to have a life as long as the children are protected and don't aren't exposed to anything harmful to them. Mm. I've heard this before, even with um with maintenance and these men in my case, especially my first one, he said they don't want to pay for maintenance because it's to maintain my lifestyle. And just like you have your kids with me, and you should trust that I take care of my person. You don't, you don't even want this child. But for the people who do want their children, isn't the case then you trust this person as a mother and you know they wouldn't put their children on harm's way. They mm-hmm. also deserve to have a life outside being your baby mama. Mm-hmm. I think it's somehow, sometimes, but all the time, a form of control. Mm-hmm. No, I echo, I echo Amanda's sentiment is that, you know, trust. It's all about trust. I mean... With my, for my instance, for example, you know, 
Baba is with her mom and I need to trust that whether she goes on with her life or she does whatever she does with her life, I need to trust the, the process that she's putting the child through. So it's that. It's all based on trust. Yeah. And open communication most importantly. Yeah. yeah. There is a bit of a controlling element there. Yeah. You know, and, and I understand the um idea of wanting to house your child and and provide them you know with a safe comfortable space to live in but you you've got to understand that they live with their mom or they live with the other parent Um, and so if you'd like to make that investment solely for the child then you know invest the money and let the child make a purchase for themselves when they're 21 uh, you know if you're going to be there on the ring camera watching what are you doing that's a problem Itu, hi hi baby how are you great how are you i'm good thank you talk to us um i just jumped in uh in the middle of, of the of the discussion yeah. and i just felt um i just needed to call in i actually parked my car I'm on my way to pick up my son yes. from school. Um, I just want to weigh in on the on the responsibilities uh, in this dynamic of uh, raising kids. Yeah. You know, in this um, um, uh, individual parent sort of uh, setup. Yes. So um, I've got a, a situation right now, and I'm sure wherever he is, he's listening. Because I know he travels and then he usually listens to power during the day. Mm. So there's a situation whereby when you separated, right, and there were responsibility that uh, there were things that he was responsible for and that I was responsible for. So as time went by, I think he started having more kids. I'm not sure. I'm not too certain at some point. So now the responsibilities that he has towards our son, they are now reducing. Mm. So what he does is he would say, if I say, okay, fine, this is what's happening. Um, can you, you know, uh, continue with one, two, three? And then he'll go like, you know, I can't, I can't afford it. I'm like, okay, so if you can't afford it, then then what are you going to do? Mm. Can you propose something? Come up with something. For example, academically, our son was battling, um, I think, in grade one. Mm. And he had to do extra classes, which he paid for and he paid for aftercare. Uh, f- uh, uh, fast forward, after COVID, he now cut off the aftercare. He cut off the... Um, the extra meal or other And when you classes. say cut off, did he phone and say, uh, Mamela, no. I'm not in a position anymore? No. So, okay, no. he just cut it no. off. He just cut it off. Then only when I ask, okay, um, the, the, what do you call it, have you enrolled him this year for extra class that he was doing last year for meds and then for uh, extra uh, murals that he was doing? No, I don't have money. And I'm like, okay, what about aftercare? I'm not doing aftercare either. So as we speak right now, mm. uh, he's not doing, and he's just paying, he just pays school fees. And about a year ago, 2022, he literally told me, that is not my only child, I've got other kids. Mm. Therefore, whatever I cannot do, you must see to finish, all right? So now my issue right now is yeah. I only have one child, and I'd love to have a second or a third. Mm. But I'm thinking that if I have another child, okay, I need to be in a situation whereby I'll be able to take care of that child or those kids or these kids. Yes. Now, my my issue is you are having more kids right out there, and then when it comes to our son, mm. you tell me I must take care of the of the mm. of the rest, mm. right? You cutting off everything that you are doing, so it's okay for you to go out and spread your 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 genes, mm. and then you tell me that I must. Uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, jump in and do what you are responsible for, what you should be doing. You know, so this is where I have an issue in terms of guys uh, feeling that it's it's okay for them to have more kids, and whenever 
things get tough, you know, they will just yeah. easily, you know, yeah. uh, pull away and say, your mother, you must, uh, you are the mother, you must uh, see to finish. Um, excuse my voice, like I'm shaking as I I'm know, speaking. Because I, can hear. I just feel like, um, I also want, like I said, I also want to have kids. But what I'm saying is, I before I do certain things, I think about the impact that yeah. my actions are going to have on, yeah. on the kids that I have. Yeah. I'm currently helping also my sister, my, uh, I mean, helping her with um, uh, uh, um, my nephews, you know. So for, for him to say, you must sort it out, that's not my only child. My sister actually said, don't respond to that SMS. Leave it. Mm. Mm. You know, because you're not going to have this back and forth. And, and I try not to engage with him. He bought his son a phone, so he speaks to him, all right, directly. I don't have uh, contact. Whenever I need something, I will just WhatsApp or email. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, he'll just ignore the emails or whatever. Last year, my son, I went overseas uh, for work. I came back. My son's second term, Max, dropped. And he was wing bed. I mean, wing his bed when he was at his house. So you're so not co-parenting, Idu. You're not in a co-parenting relationship. You, not. you have your child has another parent. You are single parenting, so so um, yeah. You've got to in every decision accept that that that's what's going on. Where he helps is a bonus. It's not supposed to be that way, but it does seem like that's what's happening. Like that, and yeah. can I tell you why I'm telling you this? Because yeah. I don't want your heart to break every time you're in these scenarios. I don't want mm. your high blood pressure to be like this, pulling over and, and can't, not able to catch your breath because that's going to affect you long-term and it's going to affect your son long-term. And, and it's difficult. And we, I think, you know, mm. all of us here, Idu, Amanda, Debojo, even myself, Debojo. we need to have these conversations more often in one way oh. or another so that you can right. bother and not be judged, Idu, because, you know, you are in a safe space with us here today. All the best with the rest of your afternoon. Thank you for adding so, much, so much to our conversation. Thank you very much. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.